This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Conversations with Victor and Andrea. Although I leaned back right as I said that, so there's this weird squeaky noise. Although I think uh, we should maybe change the name of our podcast to Digressions with Victor and Andrea, because I've noticed a lot of our podcasts is just us asking someone to tell a story and then... Wait a second. What about this other story? That's true. We get off track very easily. But this could be as a result of how much you've been working. You poor thing. Letting people know just how tired you you are right now. As of this recording, this is my eighth day in a row. Um, with a lot of weird shifts uh, during the week last Didn't week. Didn't think and you were going to say shifts. Night side. <laughs> <laughs> weird shifts. That's what we have to... Th- there was a story I was reading on uh, Sunday night when I was filling in that was flockers fighting cancer. And in my head, because oh. I know that it's coming up, and I'm saying, okay, say this properly, say this properly. Because, <laughs> you know, one wrong thing, suddenly you're the person on YouTube and Twitter, and everyone's making fun of you. Oh, yes. That Ooh, is a fear yes. of us. Sometimes people will send me clips, and they'll go, have you seen this? And first off, like yes. Like it's funny. First off, yes, I've seen it. If it's, if it's someone making a mistake in the news, I've seen it. We've all, yes. Uh, but yeah, then for everyone else, it's hilarious. I may get a giggle for a quick moment, but then I just, I feel bad. Because I am well aware that one slip on the wrong story is all it takes to be that person. And that's happened recently, and I'm sure it's not the last time it will happen. So Exactly. And, and people looking from the outside, they, they... They don't understand how you can mess up a word like yeah. that. And they, and they see that, and they, and they go, oh, well. When you talk, Being on the other side of it, you, you go, oh, yeah, that, that could be me. Very well, because it has been. We've all made those mistakes. When you talk three and a half hours straight, which I do every morning, yep. that's too much. You're, gonna, you're not going to say everything perfectly. You can't do it. It's not possible. And honestly, I find it endearing sometimes because I've noticed it's almost like, um, you know, when they say like when things look slight, too realistic, it's scary. The uncanny valley. Yes, Yes, the uncanny valley. So I think when a newscast is too perfect, it's weird. You like a little bit of well. That's one thing. Whenever we have a mistake, and I don't know, I don't know if we have an official policy, but if we're supposed to have video up and it doesn't pop up, a lot of times I'll mention it. I'll be like, "What is that?" And then mm-hmm. I don't know if people like that or if they don't. I don't right? People, I don't. See, I, I don't, like transparency. I don't I like know if the producer likes it. But yeah, I feel like people, keep it real. I mean, you can see <laughs> exactly. I feel like people like it when you're just honest about what's happening, or or if. You cut to a live shot and it's not there. And you're like, well, that obviously that didn't work. Let's go to something else. And yeah. You know. I, I See, I prefer that. I think it looks like you can just go with the flow and keep it going, keep it moving. That's what we do. Best policy. Somebody else that can keep it going, keep it <laughs> and moving. And keeps it very honest. <laughs> keeps it real. Mr. Dave Baker. Also, Buzz Baker. I think. We learned the origins of I, Buzz. Yeah, which you'll find interesting. But everybody uses that so interchangeably, don't they? One of the things I enjoyed was that he said, well, how long do you guys have? And we said, well, you know. 20 minutes, can we, can we get that? He's like, yeah, okay, I'll, you know, no problem. I got some stuff to take care of, but 20 minutes. 35 minutes later, he's done talking to us. Which is not a surprise. <laughs> Which is funny when you go back to Kenny, when Kenny was like, yeah, you know, we'd have to give him cues a minute ahead of time just to try to get him to stop. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's all right. But it worked out, but he was very gracious of his time, and we definitely appreciate that. And he's a good talker. Surprise, surprise. Man's been doing it for a while, and he knows Right. He knows You'll stuff. see why. So here is our conversation with Dave Buzz Baker. Hope you all enjoy it. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Conversations with Victor and Andrea. Today's guest, Dave Baker, a.k.a. Buzz Baker. What do you prefer? I feel like everybody calls you something different. It's whatever everybody wants. It actually all started when we were doing the the Raycom Jefferson pilot football games, and there were um, all three of us on the broadcast uh, were named Dave. 
Uh, <laughs> so they needed something else. There's Dave Neal, who will be here doing a basketball game on Saturday, and Dave Rowe, who played with the Raiders, and myself. And so because of that, some guy from Louisiana – Sent, sent me those. So you still get those <laughs> every Dave now. Dave and Dave and Dave. That's right. That's right. We are always known as the three Dave. So that's that's how Buzz came up to kind of differentiate. But whatever everybody likes is A-OK okay with it, me. Why is it Buzz? <sighs> oh, that story. <laughs> this is a true story. Okay, so I don't know. It had to be 82, 83. I, I mean, I'm here early. And we were over in the sports office one day, and Bromley was over there banging on a typewriter. And he goes, you need a nickname. Buzz. We're going to call you Buzz. And that's it. That was it? I, I mean, I wish there was some... If this weren't a family program, I could tell you some people that have alleged many things as to how <laughs> how it came about, but that's the entire true story. And one day, Kay Wood Ledford, who I was fortunate enough to do some stuff with, heard it and started using it, and it just kind of snowballed from once there. Once Kay Wood says it, it's... I, I, I guess, yeah, but it was... He always put the Y on it, though. It was like, Buzzy? So if the audio is a little different on this one, we are actually recording this episode in Buzz's office. Which is really nice. We keep getting kicked out of all of our other rooms. You got nice digs, buddy. But you can always come do it, and then oh, you can nice. use the auxiliary office in the back where I store all my stuff. We didn't know there was a... Because when you've been here 37 years, you, you accrue a lot of stuff. All right, so let's go back to the beginning. How did you, how did you even get started in the business? I, had, uh, I was a political science major with a minor in history at Georgetown. And did the games on radio over there and was always interested in everything. And so I was uh, I was trying to figure out what to do. And so I came over and interviewed with Denny Treese one summer, and he gave me some advice. And so the summer before my senior year at Georgetown, I actually, um, I was from Ohio, stayed down here. Uh, Happy Osborne, who coached at Georgetown, he was just getting started out. He and I had a room and a dog we weren't supposed to have. He was trying to sign players. I worked at a nursery, rolling sod and cutting thistles during the day and came over here and interned at night and kept doing that during the course of the next year. And rolling th- sod and cutting thistles. Yeah, he said a nursery. I thought at, f- at first I was like, oh, you thought babies. Yeah. No, this was Singer Gardens up in Stamping Ground, Kentucky. This was outdoor manual, dirty, hot labor. Dirty, hot labor. Which was actually okay because when I was up home in Ohio, I worked in a factory up there. And I, that's... When the factory closed, I went up and got a trinket, and so that's still one of the bolts from the actual paper mill. But um, anyway, later that next spring, uh, I was still interning here, and I was here on the weekends and things like that. And I actually, my last semester of school over at Georgetown, I took coaching and officiating football by appointment, and then I got 12 hours for interning at the KYT Frankfurt Bureau, which we had at the time, during the 82 legislative session. So that's where I made all my political deals and all the all those uh, you know connections, and so I still didn't have a job. And there was a guy who got fired over in the sports department two weeks before I graduated, and I had an opening, and that's that's how it happened. Slid in. I think anyone would think though that you were just born to do sports, and that wasn't your intention. It could have been. You know, it's it's really funny. I'm trying to see if I got. Uh, let's see, the red-haired guy there. That's Jeff Kirby, and of course you can't see it on the podcast. But but Jeff and I grew up together, and we thought we were going to take over his dad's law firm. Mm-hmm. And so I went the sports route. Jeff went and took over the law firm, and he's now a judge, but he now writes sports books. So it was all kind of I, – I was either, either going to do something – I thought I was going to coach. 
I thought I was going to go back home and, and teach or do something like that. But you knew you'd be connected to sports at some point. You know, I kind of thought, but I, I mean, it didn't have to be in this business. Like when I was in college, I umpired college baseball games, and I had thoughts of going to the major league umpire school and doing some things like that. But, uh, you know, the thing about it is when you work in sports, you don't get to watch a lot of sports, right? It's, it's kind of like you don't go home and watch the news probably. It's like when people ask me about a certain news story, I'm like, well, if I didn't cover it, I don't know about it. Right, right. Because you're, so right, right. you're so busy but, focusing on your tree that you don't see the forest. Right. But but from our standpoint, I, I love sports. I love being a part of teams. The the people, my dad was a hardworking guy from down at Hazard who only had an eighth grade education, and he was always working at the factory. So he wasn't the typical little league dad, but I, but I know he loved me. So my biggest, you know, the biggest influences I had in my life were my coaches, and and I've just always wanted to kind of try to give back in that way. And at least on this side of the business, I tell people when I go out speaking that usually when a news crew comes to town, it's not a good thing. I mean, something's happened. There's been a tragedy. There's, you know, malfeasance in office or something. But when the sports guys come to town, everybody's happy. Something great's going on. (laughs) Team's winning. There's a great story. Somebody's signing with UK or overcoming a big injury. And so it's it's a lot of fun for me that way. It must be nice. Yeah, no one's excited to see us. Well, Vic, they're excited to see you. Victor, not so much, but yeah, yeah Little Miss Sunshine, they're fine with you come rolling in. Come on now. All right, so you mentioned something about teammates, and you've had a lot of teammates over the years here at mm-hmm. WKYT. What are some of your favorite stories of your time here? Uh, Such a broad question. Well, how deeply have we gotten on this podcast and everything? We get, we get into everything. No, but I mean, no, you. That, I mean, these other people are kind of like surface, right? Well, I, mean, uh, I think the other thing is a lot of the people we've talked to are, are newer. Uh, we talked to Dick. He, he, he's been here a while. Oh, absolutely. Um, we talked to Kenny. We went through Kenny, actually. I was responsible for getting Kenny in the building. Did he mention that? No. No, he probably didn't. Uh, Kevin. Yes, he did. Kevin, he had Ke- to wrangle you in. He didn't wrangle me. Kevin Donnelly. <laughs> Kevin Donnelly, who was the football coach at Georgetown College, who's still coaching, wanted to do a show. And he came up with this concept for the high school sports journal. And somehow he had a connection uh, with Kenny or something. Kenny was working for him. He was still like working construction or something like that. And then as we started doing the high school sports show, uh, I told our folks here at the time, I said, we, we need to hire this guy. I mean, this is same way it happened with our boss, Jeff Anderson. He was in a different place here in town. And I came back one day and I said to Chris Mossman, I said, we need to hire this guy. He's got a good eye. This guy, well, I don't know. I hope. I mean, <laughs> hopefully it's job security is what it is. <laughs> Uh, but we went through a lot of stuff with Dick when Dick was a sports director and everything in all those days. And you had Eddie Sutton's resignation, you know, because of the NCA stuff. And we just went through a lot of that not too long ago because they're doing a documentary on him. Not, not, not a puff piece. It's a, it's a, you know, straight up look at everything that went on with him and everything. But I can remember, you know, when you're doing things like that and you're trying to break stories and things like that, and it's a competitive environment, you're on pins and needles and you hope you get things right. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, they were a lot of fun across the street over at Anita Madden's party. Oh, tell me stories. Well, no, it's I, I said. I'm on, fascinated by Anita. I, I, I said. Shouldn't on, surprise you. I said on the air the other night. It's the one I've place. It's it's the one place where at the time you wish you had a cell phone camera, oh, and now you sit and say, "Thank God there were no cell phones." That phone could cameras. not exist. Today. Right, right, yeah, yeah, right. People get in trouble. Right there, there's, there's. Uh, I'll tell you a couple of stories. There's, there's a picture in the back, and they're putting a new carpet, so I can't show you. But it's Palumbo and I are with the Blessed Reunion of Souls, that group, if you remember them. 
Wow. Uh, I love Blessed Union of Souls. <laughs> right, right, right. And then we did a live interview one night with Carrie Fisher. And as you know, Carrie Fisher had a lot of stuff going on in her life. Yep. And she had it all going on like about two, three seconds before we went on the air. Oh, and I've been around a lot of athletics and have heard a lot of language. And I mean, when we when they came to us, I had no idea what was going to happen. It was fabulous, but I had no idea. She's kind of known for not holding back anyway. Oh, my nice. gosh. But, but then the 85 Final Four was here at Rupp Arena. It was the last Final Four before they took it to these stadiums. And so Joe B. had resigned his coach. And so with the Final Four being here, it was like a smorgasbord. The coaches convention was here, too, and everybody who wanted the job was all a part of the deal. And they had a big party over in Anita's Sunday night before the championship game. Oh, it was a really good party. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but I remember we were working on this story, and I was over in the old office, and somebody called me about 7 o'clock and said, listen, everybody's going to go over to that party, and they're going to be reporting tonight that Lute Olson is going to be the coach, except you, and you're going to be the only one that's right. And Lute had accepted the job but then turned it down, and it was a person who was a really influential booster who was there who is still alive, so the name shall remain secret. But, you know, I just remember things like that and people that have helped me along the way, and that person was a 1,000% right. Wow. Ooh, that's good. You're good at getting scoops. You know a lot of people. It's a relationship business. It's a relationship world. You never know where, you know, somebody's going to mention something and it doesn't make any difference to me. Whether you're on air, whether you're an attorney, whether you're a coach, whether you're a teacher, I, I mean, you can never. I, what what I have found now is because I'm like older than dirt. Is so many people that I, I I had this happen one night. I am like I'm busting tail before satellites and everything to cover an eighth region basketball game, which is where Scott County played, like over in oh, in Oldham County, but somewhere over there by Oldham County. I mean, it was a hall state roads and everything, and all of a sudden I'm hustling back and I, I see blue lights. I'm like, oh, God, are you, are you kidding me? Really? And, and, a, and a state trooper um, comes up to the car and says, hey, what are you doing? You don't remember this, but you did a story on me. <laughs> right, right. And I said, dude, you didn't have to put the lights on me. You could have stopped and said hello. But, I mean, it, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, uh, J.P. Miller, who's done such a great job, is the uh, head of Paul Miller Ford. I first met him when I did a story on him. He was a really successful diver, and he was nine years old. And he's a he's a client now. And that's just kind of the whole circle of life. You know, there are people – I tell people all the time uh, that uh, the feet you step on on the way up are attached to the tail you kiss on the way down. <laughs> and people really need to remember that in this day and age. You know, I was, was going to say I've had that where people I meet one time, unfortunately I made a positive impression – a year later, I'll get a phone call, a tip about some story that Thank I didn't goodness. know. You, you you make that impression, and, 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 and it's a great side of our business, but it's a really challenging side of our business, too, because you make that impression, good or bad, no matter what you're doing. Whether we have got a jacket on that, that actually has the logo on it. I mean, we're the logo every place oh, we go. People. Every, everywhere we go, we represent, yeah. Whenever people ask, uh, 
I'll hear people in this business talk about having private Facebook pages. No, you are representing your company no. with everything, everything you do. No, but you really don't. Yeah. I mean, anybody that thinks that is just they're setting themselves up to, to get in some kind of trouble. Yeah. You know the show Big Brother? Yeah, yeah. I think you'd win. No, 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 no. Don't no. you? Victor, come on. I, I think he could play the game I very can, well. I can see you. And I can also see you could have had a huge career in politics. You just have, what is your He key? still might. I know, you still could. What is your key to just, you're such a people person. You're po- so good with people. Politics, I'm sure people don't want me to get into this. <laughs> but there's just, there's just no middle anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you know, I was on a radio show over in Louisville today uh, with uh, a guy who used to write about us, Billy Reed legendary sportscaster drew diener who used to work with us and a guy named perrin johnson who we covered when he was playing over at louisville and it's funny that you mentioned this because i said this is like the louisville version of of big brother with you three guys sitting there on this deal but you know they were talking about a deal last night where somebody said something i mean you can actually say something to somebody and it won't have nearly the impact that it does if you like tweet it or post it then it becomes all sorts of things. But it's just, you know, regardless of party or anything, they're really good people. Like, I've got to run over to Frankfurt this afternoon and see some folks at reception. Things. I mean, they're really good people on both sides of the island in this state. And and people just get so dug in. It's it's really, and, and it happens nationally too, but it's really kind of, it, it, it's just disappointing. I mean, I've got, I'm playing in a basketball game in a few weeks with, with Rocky Adkins. And me. Uh, and you were no show last year since you brought I'm it up. This year. You were no show last year when I heard I'm you were coming. Show up to cheer. Yes, you did commit, no, and you I were didn't. no show. No. You probably got it. You probably got a phone call from some potential suitor. And <laughs> this is a common theme of our podcast. And 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 you decided to just like bail on us, but uh, so you know, like uh, uh, Greg Stumbo's family and ours have been friends. Our kids are friends. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm friends with a godfather, uh, Mitch McConnell, as I call him. I actually call him that because he he is the godfather. I mean, it's like we 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 were we had been doing a football game, and it was the day after Thanksgiving, and it was Ole Miss Mississippi State, and he was here in town at an event or something. And uh, it was in a private home, and he saw me, and he came back into the kitchen. He goes, boy, you guys had a heck of a game the other day. I said, what? He said, the, the game on Friday. I said, oh, my gosh. I started laughing. He said, what? I said, I just have a hard time thinking about you sitting there in your boxers watching, <laughs> watching Ole Miss Mississippi State while the secretary is bringing you a leftover turkey sandwich. Oh <laughs> but I'm tell you, he's an incredibly – He's an incredibly funny guy. I, I mean, regardless of what you think about him politically, he's he's a he's a dedicated public servant who loves sports and is just a funny dude. But you can't ever get that across to people. You know, it's just you know, That's not for, his job. <laughs> for some for some people the walls are up and it doesn't make any difference. But I wish when I when I used to do the whole talk radio thing, I used to talk about how we can all disagree without being disagreeable, and I don't know that that's possible anymore. It doesn't yeah. seem to be. So at this point, how many different jobs do you have? Oh, my gosh. Because you pop up a lot of different places. Okay. Not nearly as many as people think. I mean, my day here, I do our noon sports, and then I do our 630 show. And the rest of the time is spent here in marketing. And, you know, we're all kind of creatures of uh, what we do. 
And so, like, when I was growing up in my hometown in southwestern Ohio, there was a guy named Dan Humphreys who did the play-by-play of the local high school games and everything. And, and I would see him frequently. And he was also the guy that sold the ads. So in situations like that, it can help get you in some doors, you know. And so that's, you know, Ralph Hacker did the same thing down at WVLK uh, successfully for so many years. And I've been blessed to be able to get in and see a, a, a lot of new people uh, who are doing things that we're doing now and a lot of people that have been longtime clients. So that's kind of – I do the U.K. pregame. I was going to say, you don't just uh, do stuff for – WKYT. Right, right. That stuff, that's, through, that's not through Gray, is it? That's so different. No, no, that's that's JMI, who's a partner of ours. Okay. It, it, it's been several different, you know, to go all the way back. When they first started doing games here, you know, there were 10 different networks, and then they consolidated and everything, and it was KYT and Host Communications and WVLK Radio, and that's kind of evolved over the years, and they're rights holders. But, but I do that for them, and now with the ESPN contract, thank goodness I don't travel nearly as much as I used to, but, like, all those games for, like, softball and soccer and things like that over at UK are on the ESPN app. And so we're able to do some of those games like that without having to travel and without having it mess up the work schedule here. What are some of the most common questions you get from people out, out and about? Because I think everybody how about feels them like cats? they know you. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, you know, you talk about divisiveness. The one thing we all have in Kentucky is the Wildcats. Right? I mean, everybody right. loves them. Right, right. Well, everybody's or got a stake in it. Everybody's got a stake in it, depending, <laughs> yeah. on, depending on what the day everybody is. Everybody thinks they know what, can, what they could do to improve. Uh, that is correct. It's, 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 like, it's like Cal says. You know, you get, you know, um, you have all these different coaches. But it's um, – people ask me about coaches and players and, you know, kind of what they're like. And I think we're just in a period right now where – we're really blessed, at least over there around those programs and, and virtually all the programs around here. Great kids and great coaches, and it's a, it's a lot of fun to And cover. they have to be a lot more careful, too, now, the kids, because they just have so much more access to them. They all have Twitter. They all – you know, everybody has phones. Yeah, but they know they've got to be careful. that they're Well, they grew up in it, though. That's but, the but, difference. Oh, they, they absolutely do training. And there are – I don't know the exact number right now, but probably two, three people employed at some level in the U.K. athletics department – that do nothing but monitor athletes' social media use. And they have to. It's protecting the brand. Yeah. It's protecting the brand. So who's, who's, who would you say are a few of the people that you've been most close with over the years? I know you and Bill have such a great rapport. I enjoy when you two are together. <laughs> you crack me up because you both have the politics stuff in common. Well, he, he's like Mr. Politics, right? I mean, you don't you don't ever seem doing hand to hand combat over there or anything, right? <laughs> I mean, um, no, it's uh, I've got a lot of wonderful relationships with people here, but I, I came to a point at some point in time, probably a couple of decades ago, that I really don't do a lot socially mm-hmm. with people here because you work with those people every day. You know what I'm saying? And relationships can sometimes become complicated and everything, but we've just got, we've just got a wonderful core of people here and we're unique because we've been able to bring in great new people like, like you all. And then people who have, who have been here for a long time. I think, uh, you know, over the last, oh God, how old? I guess Maddie's twenty-one. That last twenty-plus years, you know, you try to do as much stuff as you can with your kids because of the crazy schedule and everything, and be there as uh, as much as you can. And then, really, because of the way things are, you know, if you're 
if you're going to do something, you just don't do it out in public very much. You, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything, you know, but it's just, you know. What's I it just, been like being kind of a constant and seeing so many people come and go throughout the year? You know, I have wondered about that. I I don't know if we could check the records or not, but I, I, I guess I've probably worked with thousands of people. I mean, typically we have between 100 and 125, 130 employed here at any one time, full or part time, over 37 years, and all that, all that turnover. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of people, and and it's great to see people because they're different. They're all over the place. There are people that have been uh, up and down. You know, there was uh, Cindy Presler, who was a meteorologist here, who left. She went through a deal in St. Louis and her contract wasn't renewed. And, you know, I just saw yesterday on social media where she's back working down in Florida now. Uh, you know, somebody like uh, the whole sparring match that happened up there at uh, at the White House not too long ago with, uh, with old Jim Acosta. And then Peter Alexander tried to come and take up for him. Peter was an intern here. Uh, for He's, He stopped in. He did last year. Last year. He, he, was in for, he was in for Pam Brown's wedding. Uh, and, uh, and he stops by and, and, and you'll get a note from him or a paying every now and then. And so it's, it's, it's great to see people like that, but you love to see people enjoy what they're doing. Uh, this can be a very demanding business at times and you see people come and go and you see them at different places in their life. But hopefully what we do at the end of the day is it, it, it's a, it's a very deadline driven business and things like that. But, but you remember that there are people whose lives are being affected every day. Not only that we work with, but those people who ask us to come into their homes or join us on their phones or whatever. So we had Ken Harvener on not too long ago, and he's one of the people, like you said, you got him into this business, and he made a comment about you saying that, no, it was good, it was good. So he (laughs) said that you could light Buzz on fire and he wouldn't miss a beat. Now, tell us when you have missed a beat. Like, what is your biggest on-air bumble? Because you are so good, you can roll out of anything. It's a skill I wish I had more, but had, can you think of a time when you just lost it on air or when everything was just going wrong? You know, there are a lot of times when things have gone wrong. I mean, back in the early days, we were doing a show one night. Uh, the teleprompter caught on fire here. Oh, yeah, there was like... <laughs> he literally caught him on fire. There was, there was like going. smoke coming out of it. Um, wow. We had a producer... who fell coming down the steps to the studio and we're doing a newscast while the ambulance is taking that individual out. What? I, I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a couple other ones too on it. This is on a, this is on a, I was thinking about this last night when I was watching the LSU basketball game, we were doing these, these things have really happened. This is not made up now. Okay. Yeah, lots of stuff happened. Like Steve just now has to wear a brace because he got hit on the sidelines of the, Bowl game. Steve Moss, yeah. Right. I, I, I'll, I'll veer off just er- – No, no, no. I'll veer off ever so slightly because you talked about relationships. So Henrietta Johnson is a lady that I've known for 25-plus years who's in charge of all the U.K. athletes and everything. And she's talked for years and years and years about retiring. So Steve gets hit at the bowl game and he calls and he says, hey, can you, can you call Henry and see if you can get me in? Because she's gotten everybody in. In his in his station, and I called her up and I said, "Are you still talking that trash about retiring and everything?" She goes, "Dave, tomorrow's my last day." I said, "Oh my god!" Ooh. And so I went over there, and she treated him 
the way she would treat any multi-million dollar athlete or somebody that didn't have a nickel and and it's relationships like that that i remember but, I, but i'll give you just a couple of quick ones we were doing a football game down at lsu it was kentucky and lsu and you guys remember those old ikigami cases uh, those those silver cases that the old cameras came in really bulky a lot of radio people use them like that um Jeff Van Oat and I come back up the steps, and the LSU engineer was like laying on top of his case. And he had had a heart attack. And we tried to get him back. The ambulance came. He, he eventually died. He was a guy who probably should have been carrying that stuff. And so, like, there's no studio or anything. So, I mean, there are EMTs. Like, this office that we're sitting in right now, there are EMTs working on somebody. While and, you're... And, while you're on the air yeah. and there's no other place you can go. You, you, you can't go to like network control or some other correspondent or something. And so that, that, that one, I mean, we just had to do it. And that one, that, that one really shook me, but we were, we were also, when we were doing radio, uh, we were on the air forever. It seems like during the ice storm that happened when everything was out did a story i interviewed you about the tornado during the final four that, game that's that's right it was during the sec tournament oh yes we yes. were we were on the air at the sec tournament uh in the uh in the georgia dome when that thing hit and uh, the weather channel did a documentary about that and you've immediately got to flip the switch from being a sports person to a news person because there were so many people here in lexington it was right before the kentucky game that had people down there and are like is everybody okay everybody okay and so we were on the air for several hours after that and then the one that still just always sticks with me is we were tom leach and i were on the air uh when the planes hit the towers on 9 11 oh, wow. and uh i remember uh neil jackson who was one of the engineers and does some on-air stuff had come around the corner and said something's something's happened and about a week or two before that there was some guy in one of those what are those bicycles that that like fly a hydroplane it's not a hydroplane but it's you know what i'm talking about okay, yeah. yeah one of those things had gotten caught around the steeple at like the uh, empire state building uh, it's something like that and so then we're talking you know 853 whatever i think it was the time or and we actually saw live as we were on the air that plane hit that building and we Seven. were we were on the air for about another 8 hours but i've just i've just been very blessed to be able to do that and i mean you, you guys know how it is. You just do it. You, you, you just do it. And you, you try not to think about what's going on, uh, but you just know that people are counting on you. And that, you go into a different mode, too, during sure. these situations. Yeah. What was it like for you when uh, Rob announced he was retiring? Oh, gosh. Um, he is great. I, I mean, he is uh, – uh, a one of a kind. And I mean, we had been through uh, a lot. And he was a guy that, you know, I, I mean, he could just, he could run the range emotionally. But then when that light came on, he was that guy that everybody saw. And I mean, it could, it could happen in, it could happen in an instant. And then as soon as the camera's off, then he, then he's back to where he is. But I mean, just the consummate professional, uh, I mean, it, it's, you know, kind of a, kind of an end of an era. It's not about how long you two, you know, work together and all, just all the stuff that you must have seen together. And it just seemed. Listen, 
I can tell you everything there is to know. <laughs> See, I've only I've really... about about Morrison's cafeteria because Rob, before he got married, loved going to Morrison's cafeteria. What is that? Oh dear God! What? I don't the, know what that is. Is that the one on Broadway? There's not one here in town anymore. There used to be one over at the Lexington Mall, but it's a national chain. I mean, it's like a cafeteria. It's a cafeteria. They didn't have it in Nicholasville. No, they would not have it in Nicholasville. I actually met the CEO, Ronnie Laborde, during one of our games. But, I mean, you could go and you could get whatever, right? And, you could, and, and I'm telling you, he was meticulous about what he got. And I bet Rob Bromley did not gain like 10 pounds from the time I first met him in the 80s until he retired. And it's because he was the slowest eater on the planet. I can totally see that. Which is entirely different from the way most of us have to be in this building. You know, you're just choking something down or something. You get your four minutes to eat. You gotta Every eat. night, that dude was over at Morrison's Cafeteria. And we would learn about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness at Morrison's. Do you do a Rob Bromley impression? I feel like everybody does an impression of Rob Bromley or Bill Bryant. Everybody, everybody tries. I mean, I mean, Bromley is a fairly, fairly easy one to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you just break into your, this is Rupp Arena in downtown Lexington. And tonight, the Kentucky Wildcats play for another SEC championship as they host Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> and the LSU Tigers. And then Bill, you've just got to go into Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> in, in, a, in a Good afternoon from 27 News First. Here's what's happening at noon. That's so good. Right? Andrew's going to use that now. We, we actually did a bit. I forget which radio station it was, but we actually did a bit on radio one time. It was called Bill or Buzz. Where, where <laughs> we do each other? Where, no, no, no. I would, I would read something or we would get a piece of tape of him or something, and the callers would have to guess whether it was him or me. <laughs> You know who does good impressions? Brian Milam, who you've also worked with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, who's another one of those guys I can remember covering him when he was a baseball player over at Moorhead State. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, any final words of advice? You always try to give me fatherly wisdom, which I usually ignore. Usually. <laughs> she ignores most advice. That's See, I, I'd really get upset about it if I didn't have three daughters of my own, so I'm used to it, used right? To it. I guess I should get used to it. No, no, no there, there's no question you should and get I'll, used to it. I'll give, her, I'll give her what I think is good advice, and then she just doesn't follow it. I know. And, and then what will happen with, with your precious little daughter is you've got to be very conscious of hand position because they'll go from like this to this, <laughs> Just to this, face, asking palm money. up. There you go. Palm up, where's the money? Palm up. She's just started grabbing my glasses off my face. See, so there you go. It's a good age. There you Try go. to keep her there as yeah, long as possible. Well, if she's, you know, 19, hit me in the face, that's probably not as good. But <laughs> All right. Well, all right. No words of, no final words? That, you know what? I feel like we've got final lots of words of wisdom words? scattered all throughout this. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I think people just ought to, if I could, I don't want to sound like get off my grass guy. Get off the social media a little bit. Yes. Communicate with people face to face. Yes. Have a little joy in your life because there's so much to be happy about. And, and when you come across somebody who's having a bad day and it's inflicted upon you, I try to tell people that you just got to remember that wasn't intended for you. That there's something else going on that you don't know about. 
And just give them a little extra space, as my boy Oscar would say. All righty. Good advice. Well, Buzz, thank you so much for talking to us. We appreciate you giving us a lot more of your time than we expected. Guys, you can yeah. come to the office anytime. We might do that. The sign outside says, we may doze, but we never close. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. So, Andrea, how do you feel that went? So good. You enjoyed it. It was like an education. Oh, I, I mean, he is always... I call him a tornado. When I fill in on the noon show, Buzz, you know, does one segment for the noon show that's like, you know, three minutes long, but like he makes an impression every time he comes in there. And he's so much fun and he's such a good storyteller. And I mean, that's why he's had such longevity in this business. And I, I forgot to tell him during during our actual interview, but my mom, you know, she she loves him too. And I remember her saying, you know, I don't care one thing about sports. She's like, but I could listen to Dave Baker talk all day because he's just so entertaining and you just yeah. feel like you're there. Very easy to listen to. Man, he's done so much, too. That's the thing he talked. He's like, oh, I don't have that many jobs right now. But then he starts talking about the marketing stuff he's doing, uh, the two different shows that he does sports for. He's like, oh, and then also the stuff for ESPN. Yeah, and also the radio stuff. And it's like, oh, Yeah, okay. and he's like, well, I was on a Louisville radio station earlier today. I'm going to Frankfurt later today. And you're just like, what? Yeah, where where how, do you find how, the time? How? So that was fun. That he's was a, a good pro. talk. I enjoyed that. Uh, so we've started a new year. Um, I know, I got what last last episode was the first one we'd actually recorded mm-hmm. in the new year. Right. The previous ones before that, a uh, little look behind the curtain. We, we record these. We tend to record them in bunches because it's hard to find time. You know, a lot of it is just scheduling. But so the new year, I'm not big on resolutions. Me either. I, I feel like I generally just break them right away. But I am trying to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. But that's mainly just for uh, health issues because I don't want to die before my daughter graduates high school. Wow. <laughs> Dark. Victor. Well, Come also, on now. Uh, I, I was putting on some pants I hadn't worn for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real reality like, check. Oh, boy. And I ordered some shirts and I realized I should probably, I might need to go up a size in my dress shirts. Oh, so that's, that's the worst feeling, isn't it? Well, it's a this weird thing because it's like I'm also. I've done it before. Here's the funny thing. The last time I set out to lose weight, I did it. You it's, did a great my job. Body, my body reacts pretty quickly if, I, if I'm consistent. My issue is sweets. I have an issue with mm, like sugar, same. gummy bears, that kind of stuff. But my body reacts pretty quickly to it. Uh, maybe not as much now that I'm, I'm getting older. But um, I still, you know, I lost, I don't know, 20 pounds. And I started getting messages from people asking me if I was sick. <laughs> they were going, I've noticed you've lost some weight. Is everything okay? I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so <laughs> it's much. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, are you dying? <laughs> no, I'm trying to eat healthy and I've started exercising regularly. <laughs> so that's my fear is, that, you know, if I start losing weight, people will think that I'm dying. So uh, if you see that happen, um, just know that I'm – I don't think I'm dying. I'm potentially just trying to be healthy. You know – there's nothing worse because it doesn't happen overnight. And I'm in that phase where I'm noticing my clothes are a little tighter than they used to be. this job makes it so rough. I came in yesterday. I I'd had a very good day. I'd eaten healthy. I'd been, and then I come in and there's this giant tray of cookies. Oh, cookies. Yes. Like, I know. Come on, newsroom. Help me out. And I. Fazoli's brought food the other day. Ugh, I love Fazoli's. It's one of my weaknesses. I worked there for a while. Free. It was free. I can never say. I feel it's wrong to yeah, say no to Yeah, you don't want it to food. go to waste. Think of the starving children. I know. Bill is, I mean, I, he has so much willpower that I do not have. He's a workout fiend, too, though. He's a workout fiend. I feel like anytime people tell me they've seen Bill, it's in the gym. Or Meyer. Those are the two places that Wearing Bill can be found. <laughs> if you're looking for Bigfoot Bill, that's where he's going to be. But anytime somebody comes on the Fox show, because we, a, a, we interview people for the Fox Morning Show, and um, oftentimes they'll bring food in, and me and Jim are just like vultures immediately. We're like, 
do you have to have this for the actual show, or can we just go ahead and eat it now? Like, is <laughs> do it people okay? need to see it, or can I just you know, tell them that it was very good? Every now and then you'll see a bite out of something, and that's mm. me or Jim. You know, <laughs> and that's the way the news. Whenever an email but goes Bill out, or somebody lets everybody know, really, he. It's a huge. I I try to tell people because I'm dead serious. I'm like, it's a huge compliment if Bill will eat your food if you've been on the show. I remember somebody made us a breakfast pizza that wasn't even on their menu. They just made it as like a thank you for having having them on the show, which was so nice. And Bill ate a whole slice. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even have to finish it for him. I'm always <laughs> I'm always so jealous. Like I come in and I see Amber will have a thing of grapes or some melon or something healthy, and I go, you know, that's a good idea. I should. <laughs> it's not like this is the first time I've ever thought fruit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I should be doing. So, oh, yeah, it's the other so day. hard. It's preparation. That's well, what's it's, hard it's, about it's it. It's preparation. You know, yeah, you're tired at night. And then also it's just um, a matter of being cognizant. You know, when I'm out out in the field, a lot of times there just aren't that many healthy options. So Oh, I've been eating a lot of Chick-fil-A lately. <laughs> a lot of Chick-fil-A. Do a lot of Subway. And I hate pickles, but oh, for I some reason pickles. a pickle on that chicken sandwich is so good. It's good. Isn't Bob, that weird? Hardee's, they used to have sweet pickles on their $6 burger, and they Ooh. stopped. And the fact that I knew I knew when they stopped and keep track of that is probably one of the reasons <laughs> my shirts were a little too tight. Uh, but yeah, so that's 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 what I've got going on. Yeah. Um, no real recommendations. Just you know, if you guys uh, see me potentially losing weight, don't worry, I'm not dying. Good. Good to know. I might I'm feel so like happy. I'm dying. I might want to die. I can't go on by myself. <laughs> this is conversations with Victor and Andrea. I'm not ready. Yeah. Then it's just like now it's just conversations with Andrea. Nobody wants that. Nobody. I think people are enjoying it. I hope so. And we we are so thankful to everybody that's listening. Please continue yeah, to listen. Yeah, we've had a few people, people on Twitter, um, Shelby's mom. <laughs> Shelby's mom, listening. our number we, one we fan. We appreciate it. I don't know that my mom has actually listened, but. My mom is like Kenny. She's like, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't have a pod to listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know, like she doesn't get it. Well, it's weird to us too, because for us, just the idea of a podcast. I mean, you know, I've been listening to them for, I don't know, eight, nine years. Like as long oh, as they've I been going them. on. And so. There, there are people who've asked me about it. I'm like, oh, well, you just use the podcast app on your phone, and they, and they're like, I have a podcast app on my phone, right? Like they, they have, you know, they have the capability. They just don't understand that that's a thing because you know they've never listened before. So yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on SoundCloud, uh, know that you can probably download it to your phone. If you're listening to it, you know, that way you don't have to sit in your computer with headphones <laughs> in, you know. But that's a good way to pass time at work if you don't have anything going on. <laughs> there you go. Well, all right. My plan for today is to go home and watch The Bachelor. Oh, are you a, you know what? It sounds weird, but sometimes The Bachelor will be on and I'll be like, oh, we should watch this. And my wife's like, eh, I don't think so. I think it's she's just It's just like the Backstreet Boys. You want to go to the Backstreet Boys concert. You guys just, gender roles do not apply. And I yeah. love it. We do what we so want. So progressive. That's what I think. Well, I grew up in a house full of women, you know, me and my mm-hmm. mom. Sometimes we live with my grandma. And so. My brother, same way. A lot of. A lot of female-centric movies and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm just comfortable around. That's why we get along so well. Myself. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Growing so up, a lot of my friends were... you're such a ladies' man. Well, no, that's the exact opposite <laughs> growing up. It was all of my friends were, you know, you know female, especially in high school. I mean, I, like, I, I think I had one girlfriend the entire time I was in high school. So all, my, all my friends were female. They, I, I was the mayor of the friend zone. Oh, Victor. <laughs> yeah. You know, did I ever tell you the story about my brother came up with a... Um, he had a... Facebook page that he created called Being Single, and he put himself in a relationship with Being <laughs> Single on Facebook. Nice. Being Single has like 10,000 friends now. <laughs> because he everybody wants to be. He just created it as like something funny for his Facebook page, and oh. now everybody is. <laughs> there 
you go. You should, Isn't that great? You he's, should monetize that. He's pretty smart. He's a All right, smart everybody. Guy. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed our ramblings. Um, we're not sure yet what we're going to do for next week. We'll figure that out. But we'll figure it out. Again, year. if you would like to hear from somebody specific, let us know. We might. We'll try to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see if they exist at the station. Um, yeah. At the same time, well, that's one of the other issues is finding people whose schedules overlap with ours because mm-hmm. a lot of the people they're you know here at night and then they leave in the morning. True. So we'll figure that out. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed our talk with Buzz, and uh, hope you enjoyed uh, me revealing too much about how sad I was in high school. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's, you gotta do it right. Bye. <laughs>